Hey, good evening, everyone. We are a few minutes early tonight, man. We have some ground that we need to cover on the TKHS. Uh, so while we are going right now, we just want to give everybody an opportunity to go ahead and tag a friend, tell a friend, and tell that friend to tag another friend and tune in. We are talking about a very, very, I wouldn't call it a sensitive topic, but a very pivotal pivotal topic uh, tonight. So we're going to have a quick break while we still go live. So don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Just go ahead and start tagging your people and tell them to come on over uh, to the Kingdom Hour Show. All right? technical difficulty right now but we are getting to it still giving you guys an opportunity uh, as we still have approximately three minutes uh, before we actually go live before we really get started so go ahead don't forget to tag a friend tag a friend go get your friends go get your friends started within this last 60 seconds man i want to welcome you guys back <clears throat> once again to the kingdom hour show man i am your host pastor jay dab and man we are in here tonight man with a very once again pivotal topic i have a very special guest in the house on tonight man uh, i believe she's going to be able to uh, be very insightful be very uh encouraging uh i believe a lot of wisdom and insight will go forth man but before we officially get the show kicked out we want to officially pray amen so if you would let us pray father god in the name of jesus we just want to take this time and this moment to say thank you uh, for giving us this opportunity to come together in fellowship oh god we thank you that your word declares with there are two or more gathered in your name that you shall be in the midst and we says we just say thank you for being here right now we ask oh god that you'll open our hearts our eyes our ears um, that we can see and hear uh, what your spirit is declaring on this evening and for any and everyone that's tuned in tonight we pray right now god that you would meet their expectations we ask that they come expecting a revelation expecting some answers and we declare and decree that it will be granted on this evening father we thank you and we bless you and it is in the name of jesus that we pray amen 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 amen, amen. once again everybody welcome to the tkhs I am your host, Pastor Jake Dab. I have my friend in the house tonight, man, Sister Christine Holly. And man, we are talking tonight about Red Ribbon. But before we get into the topic, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors and to our supporters. Uh, Miss Mamie Sweet Treats, when you got a sweet tooth, get Miss Mamie Sweet Treat on the case. And she going to satisfy that taste. I like that. 
Give Miss Baby a sweet treat on the on the case, and she gonna satisfy that taste, right? Uh, huge shout out to All Creek Construction. When you want it done right, get All Creek on site. Man, I'm killing them tonight. Man, look, they go another one, right? Hey, uh, huge shout out to the Kingdom Life Central, uh, located uh, at the Hobby Airport, the South Campus, located at the Hobby Airport area, 9001 Airport Boulevard, Suite 109. Houston, Texas, 77061. Services kick off on Sundays at 1030. If you are looking for a place of worship, a place to worship uh, for you, your family, man, come to the kingdom. Visit the kingdom. This is not your grandmother's church. I got to warn y'all, man, but you will come. Uh, if you want to be challenged, if you want to be encouraged, if you we believe in living holy, we believe in walking upright, we believe in looking out for each other in the kingdom, right? So, hey, here's a personal invite to come join us in the kingdom Sundays at 1030. Once again, that's 9001 Airport Boulevard, Suite 109, Houston, Texas, 77061. Huge shout out to the citizens of the kingdom who make everything happen around here. Uh, we just say thank God, thank God for each of the citizens of the kingdom, man. And we about to get it on and popping right now. We about to get it on and popping. We gonna get it on and cracking. We about to groove with it. We about to get to the get. Amen. So once again, guys, tonight we are talking red ribbon. We are talking red ribbon. As uh, we know, and for those of you guys who don't know, red ribbon kicks off on October 23rd and is celebrated for seven days, National Red Ribbon Week. And we celebrate Red Ribbon Week to affirm commitment to live drug-free and not further the endeavors of the drug cartels. We celebrate those who live without drugs as well as those who choose to leave drugs behind and live drug-free. Yes. Tonight's guest is Sister Christine Holly. Go ahead and tell the people what happened. <laughs> okay, so my name is Christine, uh, Christine Holly, and I'm an LCDC and also a recovery coach. Um, I have lived experience and I am here tonight to tell you what Red Ribbon Week is about, what the Lord is about, and how it all intertwines. Amen, amen. Well, hey, you done already cracked it open, so go ahead and tell them what Red Ribbon Week is about. <laughs> so Red Ribbon Week is, um, obviously, we have, I don't know if y'all are old school, kind of like I'm old school, I was, I'm an 80s baby, but we used to come, they used to come in with the dare dogs and everything else whenever I was in school and talk to the kids and to the youth and come in and even have people that used to be former gang members and stuff and come in and talk to the kids and everything. And so what it is is the awareness to the, our youth uh, mainly and also to our young um, adults and, and also everybody else uh, being able to say no and what that looks like without peer pressure and what you do if you are peer pressured and also just raising our awareness to what drugs and alcohol is on a fundamental level and also if you need help, where to get help. Okay, okay, cool, man. And so for those of you guys who may be watching and you may be dealing with addiction right now, is help is out there. Yes. Help is out there. And we are not just speaking from the spiritual side right now, but we have to understand sometimes we need natural help. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes we need mental help, you know? I get it, man. We pray on everything, but after you pray, I do believe that God would allow his spirit to direct. The word of God says, if you would just acknowledge me in all of your ways, then I would direct your footsteps. And I said that to say this here. Bro, sis, sometimes we need help. You know what I'm saying? Addiction, addiction is real. Addiction is real. And, you know, and I can, I can even start out. I can give you a little bit of my testimony, right? Uh, I was a wedding. I was addicted to environment fluid. I was, man, PCP, you know, they'll see me coming there. They'll go in the highs, you know what I'm saying, when I come through, you know what I'm saying? But it was it was such a treacherous and dangerous drug. All of it is treacherous and dangerous, right? But I remember um, I remember my testimony um, with the drug is this here. I remember, man, one night, one night I got locked up. <laughs> I got locked up, man. I found myself in the Harris, sitting in the Harris County Jail. I, I was in the Harris County Jail, man, and I was, I was coming, I was on it, but I was trying to come back to reality at this time, and man, it's like, this particular moment, my life took a whole U-turn, because during this duration, I was actually trying to find the Lord, you know, not because I was addicted or not, but for some strange reason, I always 
felt like it was something more, something else out there, right? And so long story short, man, I remember, man, I was in the county jail. I was in one holding tank. They took me to the next holding tank, and I'm in the holding tank, man. I didn't know who God was. I'm not going to lie to you. All I ever did was heard about Jesus, had no inclination of what the Holy Spirit was. You know what I'm saying? Um, I get to calling out to this God that I thought I knew. I'm like, God, I promise, man, you just let me go to the house. I'm going to chill out. I'm going I'm to I'm be good. I'm, I'm not going to do it no more. Man, I made them promises all the way through x-ray. <laughs> I made the promises all the way through x-ray. And you know after you come out of x-ray, you go to that last holding tank before they send you up. You know what I'm saying? So I get through x-ray, and, man, when I get to the last holding tank, um, I heard something, bro. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. All I ever knew was to pray to God. I never knew he would talk back. You know what I'm saying? But I heard something within. And what I heard within said, he said, stop making me all these promises. Because at your best, all you could do is try. See what I'm saying? So I said, okay, God, I'll try. Anything you need to hear right now, just let me go to the house. I don't want to go up today. I want to go home. Right. And, man, I, um, I said, okay, God, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to do my best. And don't you know when I said I'll try to do my best, they called my name. Nah, because they call my name to go to the flow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, big man, you going up. <laughs> so they, they took me up. Uh, I'm up on the floor, you know, man. I'm looking at various things. I'm looking at all the cats in there. You know, I'm already knowing, like, baby, Jay, this ain't, this ain't you. This ain't who you're supposed to be, Jay. <laughs> Long story short, man, I, I said it out. I wrote it out, man. I finally made bond, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I went to the house. But the first thing I did, uh, uh, Christine, was, man, the first thing I did was went to Crane Street in Fifth Ward, right, and got me a bottle of dip. You know what I'm saying? I got some dip that night. And to, to stay under the radar, I stopped driving. I started catching the bus to do my dirt, right? Not crazy as that. And I, this is just my testimony as we get into it. We're talking about addiction, uh, the importance and uh, the important the addiction, the importance of being set free, and how we can be set free, right? So I caught the bus from the south side to the north side. Went did what I was gonna do. Got back to the bus stop, man. I, I smoked the serum at the bus stop. I got on the bus, man, and that's when it all went down. When I met the Lord for real, for real, for real, and I can say today, man, that now it has been 20 years. Wow, 20 years of no, I in 20 years I haven't drank nothing, I haven't smoked nothing, no nicotine, no nothing, and so I, I said that to say this here, God is real. So I had to first understand that, look, bro, you 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 need help. You know what I'm saying? But the help that came for me was God Himself. You see what I'm saying? So what what you think about that, man? I, I I love your testimony, and sometimes you know everybody's rock bottom is different. Okay, come on. Um, and so what your rock bottom might not be my rock bottom. I uh -huh. had to take a few more punches in, in that um that holding cell in um in jail for me to get my for me to get clean. Okay. Um, but how God speaks to you, mm -hmm. you know, that's your relationship with Him, mm -hmm. and. How intimate it was and how he said don't promise me all this stuff because right. I know for myself I've been wrapped up and I'm like God if you just give me all this situation I promise I'll out 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 and then as soon as I get out I forget all these promises and then it's the conviction of man you said you weren't going to do this again you know um, just how how his grace and mercy is okay um, so like you, I was actually in Harris County when that song came out, okay. <laughs> and then I was also in prison when Locked Up came out. Okay. So, <laughs> but um, I did not grow up with God. I went to church maybe, um, you know, on Mother's Day and Easter every year. Mm -hmm. Those were the two. Those are two times, same sermon. So I actually was uh, sitting at Hobby and wanted to get out of my dorm to go traffic and train. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what I was going to church for. Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as I walked into the room and everything, um, this song that I'd never heard before, from Mercy Me, um, I Can Only Imagine was on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like, it was drawing me closer from sitting in the back where I wanted to sit to the very front. And I was in the front pew and I heard about who God is and Jesus is and stuff. And I remember going on my bucket, on my... Um, my addiction is crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. That's my drug of choice, and mm -hmm. I was on it bad for five years. Okay. And um, I remember it. I remember being there, and just the the vibration of the big old speakers coming. It was just so real. 
and I didn't know who this God was. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went back and they gave us a new life recovery Bible that went in line with the step work and everything of NA and stuff. And I went mm -hmm. there. I never opened a Bible before. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even know how to do it. Like I've heard of thou art and all that. I didn't understand yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is a NIV Bible. And so a lady had came up to me and she was like, if you want anything, just pray over it. And, and close your Bible like this, have your Bible like this, just ask God to lead you. And whenever you open it, whatever page you open it to, it's going to be exactly what you need. So I did that, and that's exactly what happened. And um, whenever I got out, though, you know, um, I did end up relapsing okay. and stuff. But I could, from that moment, the seed was planted. Okay. And when the seed was planted, I wanted more of what I had and not on the survival of what I knew. Okay. Um, took a couple more times of me going in and out, and then I was finally able to get it. But not having, not knowing about the proper resources that are out here, I, if I feel if I had known about the proper resources that were out here to help people like me, like you, I would have stopped a lot earlier with okay. the support. Okay. With with the support. So the support is very necessary. Yes. Um. But how? how so sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we think we can just go cold turkey, and we don't need we don't need help. I've, I've literally witnessed uh, friends, you know, they they refuse to first they refuse to admit that they had an issue, then they refuse, you know, on NA group meetings, they refused on anybody to hold them accountable. You know what I'm saying? They just really wanted to do it on their own. So let's talk a little bit about uh, being set free. And, and, and even with your freedom uh, from it, how important was it for you and how detrimental was it for you to make sure you had a support system? Um, it was very detrimental to me. Um, so whenever I came out, uh, this is just for me, I didn't know how to be a woman. Okay. I didn't know how to bathe every day. I didn't know the necessities of life to get by. All I knew how to do was hustle and make money and smoke. Mm -hmm. um, and so whenever I came in back into trying to become myself again or figure out who I am because I didn't even know who I was, mm -hmm. um, I started going to NA. Mm -hmm. And I, right whenever I got clean, I got pregnant with my 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. And so I went into these rooms and these women, they, they stepped in and they showed me, this is what it looks like. Don't feel ashamed because you don't know this. Let me teach you how to do this. Let me show you how it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And even if it might not work the same way it worked for me, I can at least take you through the steps. I can show you that you can forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and literally, and then went all the way through until she was in a walker walking and everything else. And those meetings at that time saved me. I was living on 2M and Dallas, mm -hmm. right across the street from Emancipation Park and Wolf and these apartments. Mm -hmm. And I was, my home group is alive and kicking. Mm. So I'm um, one block away on Dowling and McGowan. So I'm working at Burger King and Popeyes on Scott Street, switching one shirt to go to the next job, trying to have it be a single mom, take care of a baby and stuff. But those cravings were there mm -hmm. because I was living in it mm -hmm. every day. And so I remember I would go there, go to these meetings, and these women sometimes even come and stay the night with me in the hood in my apartment mm -hmm. to keep me clean. Mm -hmm. And I would literally hold my baby like this, and she was so tiny. And I knew, though, that if I put her down at any given point, whenever I got home, that I would never look back. Mm -hmm. And so me having that support with the difference of me being able to be the mother I am today mm -hmm. or leaving my child and choosing doping men over her. Okay. Okay. And so that support system, and I, and I, I really ask because today what I really, wit what I witnessed today is, you know, man, what we would call the cool drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, like when we was out in the streets, you know what I'm saying? It's like for, for a lot of us, man, who was really hustling that way, we didn't consider uh, the crack to be the cool drug, you know what I'm saying? We would consider the PCP or the weed right. or, or the pills or the drink, right. you know what I'm saying? All of that. And how crazy does it sound, the cool drug? Bro, an addiction is an addiction, you know what I'm saying? Whether you have a sex addiction, a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction, an addiction is an addiction and it's designed to keep you behind time, yes. you know what I'm saying? And so when I look out today, man, it's like, a lot of young people, man, they are addicted, you know what I'm saying? And it, it really does something to the mindset because, you know, like when we were, when we first stole, when we first jumped off the porch, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't cool to do dope, you know what I'm saying? It was cool to hustle dope, you know what I'm saying, and, and get the money. But after a period of time, we became, we became the users, you know what I'm saying? 
And and this is what a lot of us fail to realize. And I've even equated that biblically. You know what I'm saying? Because the scripture says, give it and it shall be given. You know? And one thing that I've learned about drugs is drug usage always escalates. It has to escalate. Because when you get high for the very first time, that is an experience you've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Anytime using after that first time is just a moment where you're chasing that very first feeling. And so if this isn't doing it, my consumption has to rise. Is this right. making sense? No, and yeah. so if, if, if I'm not sm- if, if me smoking a whole ounce, you know what I'm saying, don't do it. Then I got to get something greater than this and then something greater than this. You know what I'm saying? That's why I thank God for for deliverance. And we're going to talk a little bit about deliverance because we we talked about the importance of the support group, right? Um, But we know that a lot of times in the support groups, it it talks about the higher power. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't specifically put a name. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that. So we understand the support group. I'm in agreement with the NA groups, you know what I'm saying? The, on the on narcotic anonymous groups, I'm alcohol anonymous, uh, cocaine anonymous, you feel me? Right. Um, I'm, I'm in agreement with that because <laughs> it's some form of accountability. Now let's kind of talk a little bit about how much of natural accountability needs to collide with spiritual accountability. Mm. Um. Okay, okay. Um, for me personally, because whenever I was saying higher power and, and trying to find who my higher power was mm-hmm. and everything like that and what resonated with me because my God was not the God that I understood as a child or what everybody else was trying to put on me. Okay. Um, I needed hope. Come on. And I found that hope in Jesus mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it was like, Literally, I opened up a page and it was like, oh, wow, he wrote this for me. Come on here. And it like leaped off the page for me and it was exactly what I needed in this moment. And so, but the accountability part came in whenever I started to um, fellowship with other people. Okay. Like-minded people that understood where I came from, either in the fellowship of NA or the fellowship of church, but whenever they collided and I found people on both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And that supported me along the way. And... For me, I believe that messages and, and, and things come through people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being able to have people that believe in you before you can believe in yourself. Right. And then also have, and so that kept me accountable there because I needed to, not to prove to anybody, but I needed that accountability of why are you doing this on this side of the aspect, mm-hmm. but also on this side with God about who he created me to be come and on. my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I did not understand what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I truly thought that my purpose was he put me here to see how much pain one person can endure. Mm-hmm. When he found that out, he was just going to wipe me out anyway. Mm-hmm. So for me, that it, it, it was, mm-hmm. and it was real. I was mad whenever life like said I should have been dead, paralyzed from the neck, have brain damage mm-hmm. the rest of my life, and he did not take my life mm-hmm. because I didn't know anything other than pain. Wow. I, wow, that's, that's, that's a serious portion of your testimony. I know it's only a portion yeah. of the testimony, you know. And but you said that you believe that the natural support goes hand in hand with the spiritual support because I think at the end of the day, I think every single person here, you may not be here now or you may not be at this point now, but I believe every single person always asks, Man, why am I here? Right. You know, why am I what what is my and I believe that that answer only comes spiritually. Yes. Once you begin to tap in spiritually to see, not saying that you're super deep and you done dived off the right. deep end and you ain't never coming out of God. And But what I'm saying is when you begin to open yourself up to receive that answer from a spiritual place, then you can begin to run thoughts through your mind like, man, maybe I'm here for this or maybe I'm here for that. And Especially if you have children. Yes. If nothing else, I'm here for them. Right. And so somebody has to teach them the right way to go, you know. And some children, they they choose the opposite route. But the Word of God says you train up a child in the way that they should go. You know what I'm saying? Do your part, you know. So the support system, man, because sometimes, like, I'm going to be a thousand with you, Christine. Uh, Sometimes, man, people think that, I just need to get in church and everything gonna be all right. 
Man, bro, no, 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 no. You need to get in God. Yes. <laughs> you feel me? Yes. The church is just another support group. Right. You see what I'm saying? The church. The ch come on, the church, the, the fellowship of believers, these, this is where the spiritual deposits come in at. This is where the scripture says, I give you pastors and shepherds after my own heart. So God has positioned leaders, pastors and teachers uh, for people, but you, it's not about you being in the church. It's about you being in God and realizing that you are the church. Because on the cool, a lot of people come to church, but they don't become the church. You see what I'm talking yes. about? And so, I'm. Some people, some people think that if I can just get to the church, it's gonna be Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. You got a lot of messed up people in church. I'm just being honest with yeah. you. You got a lot of messed up people in church. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the natural support, man. I gotta learn out because I learned this in life. As long as I'm here, I'm just as much of a natural man as I am a spiritual yes. man, and I have to learn this balance. You see what yes. I'm saying? But because of where I come from, I'm used to overdoing it in the natural and barely doing it in the spiritual. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm, the, the scales is in over here. You know what I'm saying? So when I begin to understand that, okay, spirituality, man, man I need to know who God is. Right. I need to know who God is. And Christ introduced me to God. But the Spirit introduced me to Christ. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what we are right now is, and I just wanted to reiterate to everybody the importance of having that natural fellowship and that spiritual fellowship. Yes. Your natural fellowship can't outweigh your spiritual fellowship. The meaning you can't be consumed with, with natural ideas and natural thoughts and natural ways of right. doing things more than you are with spiritual ways of doing things. And you can't be overly consumed with spiritual ways of doing things, you know, because then you'll get caught up in the doing of things. Right. You see what I'm saying? You have to have that balance. You have to have that relationship. Yes. And the Spirit of God is what I'm testifying to what I've learned. The Spirit of God produces the balance in that relationship. Yes. So, so, and I'll give you a testimony in, in regards to uh, of the natural meeting, right? Mm -hmm. So, you, you ever heard of the Barber Jordan Recovery Center in Fifth Ward, up yes. Street? Okay, so one night, man, I was, because I'm a rapper, right? right? So, one night I was um, rapping, I was ministering through rap music at that facility, right? And so, as I was going forth, man, letting the Lord use me, man, everybody was zoned in. But it had a young lady, she was zoned in a little deeper than everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And so when I'm, you know, I'm rapping and I, she caught my attention, I'm like, man, why is she looking at me so hard? You feel me? Right. And that that puzzled me. So long story short, at the end of it all, you know, man, I, I sat back, like, man, does she know me? You know, and come to find out, she knew me. Mm -hmm. She knew me from my past life, right? But so I, I get to talking and she's like, where are you from? I say, oh, well, I'm from Trinity God. She said, I'm from Trinity God. She said, what schools did you go to? And I ran down to school. She said, I went to those schools. We were the same age. We went to school together. We were classmates, right? right? But here it is. I'm ministering now in this facility, but she's admitted into the facility. And Christine, she asked me one question that just body rocked me. She said, what program you went through? Mm. And that just, it, it, it caused a different type of humility because my answer was, I went through Jesus. I went through God. He was the program. You know? Now, I'm not stupid. I know I needed to do maintenance work. Right. You feel me? Because being delivered and uh, set free from some things don't mean that, that the scripture says when an evil spirit is cleansed from your house, that spirit goes and it travels for several days. But don't get it twisted. That spirit is going to return. See, drug, drug usage is a spirit. You know what I'm saying? The same way we burn incense unto God and, you know, we serve worship God. The enemy try to copy God in everything. So when we put that dope smoke in the air, that's incense to the enemy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That, that's the enemy's incense. You feel me? Mm -hmm. The scripture says be sober-minded in everything. You know what I'm saying? The enemy say, look here, I got you. You know what I'm saying? In the streets, that's why the streets move so fast. Because while you're moving fast, you're not really processing or thinking what's going to be the outcome of this next move. It's always hit it and quit it. You see right. what I'm saying? But in God, it's a slow boogie. 
know what I'm saying? And this is the, the transitioning from the street life to the God life. This is the part we get lost in because, like, man, it, we don't know how to move this slow. Right. But, man, when your steps are calculated, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a wicked man get you in trouble, right? Yes. And so we, we went there. We went there because we're about to embark upon the importance of, of deliverance. So, Christine, we've covered and we've talked about um, the importance of a natural fellowship and the importance of a spiritual fellowship. And I, I'm in agreement. I believe we need both. Mm -hmm. We need both. You know what I'm saying? But if that natural fellowship begins to try to outweigh your spiritual fellowship, because let's be honest, everybody in the group don't believe in God like that. Right. A lot of people in the group just happen they not smoking dope no more. You feel yeah. me? And so let's let's keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, yeah, you not smoking dope no more, but you're sleeping around a little but bit more. Thirteen stepping. Come on, yeah. come on, come on. And then you 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 not you know what I'm saying? You not smoking dope, but you 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 doing this excessive other stuff. Right. So it's other areas in your life that you need to be delivered in. You see what I'm saying? So now let's talk about deliverance and what part does deliverance, uh, better yet, let's make it personal. What part did deliverance play in your life in getting you clean and keeping you clean? Deliverance to me played a major role. Uh, I used to be a person that had no compassion for people. I would take you for everything you had and not care. Okay. Um, and for me personally, that was something that I had to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and now I have too much compassion. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh -oh, too much compassion. <laughs> but it, it, deliverance for me through this journey has truly been that wherever I go, people literally turn around and, and it's not an envious or jealousy or anything like that. What does she have? Mm -hmm. And it's not me, it's the God in me. Right, right, right. And that's what they see for. Mm -hmm. And I really try to bring that everywhere I go and, and it's not that holier role of the thou and all that. No, it's just my demeanor and mm -hmm. how I express, I, I give people the compassion that they need at their level, mm -hmm. the love that they need at that level. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even understand what love was at that time because I couldn't even love myself. Come on here. And so through the love of God and through the love of being able to find my relationship with, 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 with the Lord and how it works for me and how it works for him and how he talks to me, and that intimacy that we have. Mm -hmm. He's able to bring the people that I need. That it's almost, you know, the sheep leading the sheep and stuff. He entrusts souls to me. Right, right, right. And through this deliverance, I had to understand that nothing I've been through is for myself. It's for everybody that came behind me. For when I had no hope, mm -hmm. I became someone else's hope. Right, right, right. And that's how God works. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We, the word of God says that Paul, Paul said that I become all things to all people that I can win some. And so we, God is manifested through us. We are vessels. I think, I honestly believe that is a huge, uh, huge misconception of what church and ministry is. You know what I'm saying? It's not about a title. It's not about you being seen. It's about you being the conduit that's needed at that particular moment that God can use you. You know, but that comes with grooming. That comes with discipline. That comes with deliverance, right? And so the deliverance piece, deliverance means to be set free from a thing. You know what I'm saying? And so even for myself, when God delivered me, it, the fight was long. It was easy to go hit a link. It was easy to go find where it was. You know, in, in almost every city I go to, all you got to do is cross the track. <laughs> you find MLK, you done found it. You know what I'm saying? You done found it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now, up in D.C., you is Malcolm X Boulevard. You know what I'm <laughs> But in every city, you cross the track, you done found it. You know what I'm saying? You find the boulevard, you done found it. You see? But what I'm saying is deliverance, deliverance, when deliverance took place for me, I knew, and this is what I want to encourage those who are tuned in tonight for. Man, look, if God will give you an opportunity, he will give you a door. And somebody, I just sent somebody right now, you are standing at that door. And God is saying, man, dart out. Dart out. He said, don't walk out. Shoot out. Shoot out, man. Shoot out so fast when you catch whiplash. You see what I'm saying? Because if you shoot out, you're going to stumble into the hands of Jesus because you want to be set free. I believe. Yes. I believe. Yes. So when he opened the door for me, I, 
I exited, you know what I'm saying? I, it wasn't no one more time. It wasn't no, you know what I'm saying? I, I exited, and I get it. For some people, sometimes people, some people have to go around a little right. more other than other. But guess what I learned even about going around? What I learned about going around that circle, man, it's like, okay, man, I'm right here. See, I was I was a person who I was smoking fried and didn't even want to smoke fried because I had addiction. I had a habit. You feel me? Anything that you do for thirty plus days becomes a habit. Yeah. You begin to do things from your subconscious after that amount of time of doing a certain thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I I know some people, man, you right here, bro. And I, I want to encourage somebody right now. You may be smoking right now, and you on the verge of saying, man, I'm about to leave this alone. I'm about to leave this alone. But I understand too, Christine, that um sometimes you gotta catch your breath. I'm saying, and so when you begin to move in the action, when you begin to move in the direction of being of, of coming out and leaving it alone, you know what I'm saying? It's like you'll recall and you'll get right back there and you find yourself doing it again. But man, look, if this is you and you're in this position, I just encourage anybody, man, keep on building up that momentum. Yes. And once that momentum is built up, when he says dark, you go. Yes. You go. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Deliverance is, is is there. It's possible. You can be set free yes. if you want it. So deliverance. And so sometimes people don't understand that you have to fight for your deliverance. Yes. But bro, if God if God does everything, man, God set me free. If God don't want me smoking this hill, man, he'll come in, he'll take it away from my mind. Bro, let me tell you something. I was smoking cigarettes. And I kept praying and asking God to take the taste from my mouth. Take the, and he wouldn't take the taste from my mouth. But I kept praying and asking him. Man, my last time asking God to take the taste of cigarettes from my mouth, man, I went, as soon as I said, hey, man, I'm on the porch with a new port. As soon as I fired that new port, oh, man, that smoke burnt my taste buds. Mm. Now, tell me that with him taking the taste yes. out of my mouth. Yes. And I ain't touched a new port since then. Oh, you feel wow. me? And so that's why if I, can, if I tell you God can do it, He'll do it. You know what I'm saying? And so Red Ribbon Week, we, we, we like to encourage those who have overcome. Yes. Keep overcoming. Yes. We, come, we overcome daily. The scripture says that we are saved, but daily we are being saved. Yes. You're not Superman. You're not Superwoman. So, man, the minute that thought come to your head, you got to rebuke it and cast it for the believer. Yes. But if you're not a believer and you're just a natural person, a naturalist, you see what I'm saying? What you gonna do with the thought? So I can tell you from my perspective, um, as many times as I had called a dope dealer mm -hmm. and that dope dealer didn't have what I needed and I would call the next one and the next one and the next one and I was not gonna stop until my mission was completed and I had what I needed, that's why I have to have my phone like with support. Okay, this person didn't pick up so I need to call this person. Mm -hmm. This person didn't pick up so I need to call this person. I have learned from myself, if I could even just put it half that I did into my addiction, into my recovery. Come on here. Oh, man. Because Come I on. would walk from Porter, Texas, all the way to Lee Road and then every oh gas station in the way to, for me to be able to get my, so why can't I walk to a meeting? Why can't I get on the bus and go where I need to go for this and this appointment and do what I need to do for this? If I, if I was willing to do all that for a little hit of dope, why can't I do this to save my life? Come on, man. And that part right there, I don't believe, like, I don't believe spiritually we're not doing enough to save our lives. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that he who tries to save his life will lose it, but he who lays down his life will save it. Yes. We have to understand what that means. So I don't want to misconstrue that, you feel me? But what I'm saying is for that spiritual development, I believe that, I believe, I believe everything is a great substitute. You feel me? So it's like most people who stop smoking cigarettes find themselves eating more candy. Yes. <laughs> you see, see what I'm saying? Uh, most people who try to get off the soda water is finding themselves drinking more water, more juices, more snapples. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Snapples and killers <laughs> us too, right? But what I'm saying is the spiritual development part is very key. The natural support is key also. You can't forsake that. But stop forsaking the spiritual development for only the natural development. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so we talked about we, we talked about deliverance and how important deliverance is. What about the healing process? How, oh, do you, man. how do you heal? So this is my area. Come on. This is how I counsel. This is how I come forth with people because drugs and alcohol is a symptom. Mm. And the symptom is what reality are you really trying to escape from? Mm. And, and so when you're able to come to the core of who you are and go backwards and it's a timeline and you have to push through it and it's hard and it's painful and stuff. But you have to find that core of the first time you felt abandoned. Why do you feel like you have to run away? 
Why do you feel like this? Why do you feel like that? And when you can reach that core level, and it's an intimacy thing, it's a truth, being truth with self and not just saying what you want to have come out of your mouth that sounds good. Mm -hmm. But really look in that mirror, really get in contact with him to help you remember, to help you be able to heal that with him and also in the natural with other people and being there and counseling, whether you have to do counseling or you have to go to the fellowships, you have to work your steps, whatever it is for you mm -hmm. and, and everything and being in alignment and stuff, but finding that core piece of what reality you're trying to escape, then you can then you can understand the symptoms of the drugs and alcohol and that you don't have a reality to escape because you've healed through that reality. Mm. Wow. You've healed through that reality. So so it's just like it's just like um it's always knowing the why. Yes. Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Yes. See what I'm saying? Why do you want this particular drug right now? Because it makes me feel a certain way. Why do you want this particular drug right now? Because it makes me feel a certain way. So a key issue is you don't know how to get beyond your feelings. Yes. Feelings is tied directly into the flesh. Mm -hmm. Now when you gratify the flesh, the scripture says it guaranteed destruction. And, and I keep I keep going back and forth because it's just weighing on me now that somebody is struggling with trying to understand the natural health and the spiritual health. Right. You know, man, you got some people, man, that's, that's just out of bounds. I'm a man of prayer. Right. I believe everything starts with prayer. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a man of action. You see what I'm saying? Right. I'm not going to just pray and not do anything right. when God has given me the ability to do something. I'm going to pray and ask God, what should I do? Or how shall I right. do it? But I'm ready to, anything that I pray for, I'm willing to put. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people don't understand that. So deliverance and healing, we have to understand that we have to be healed through some things. Because if you don't heal, anything contributes. Secrets kill. Secrets kill. And that's so true. Like the things, the very things that you, and I can speak for self, because I can only speak about self. Mm -hmm. um, the very things that I felt that, I can never say out loud or that I wanted to keep a little piece of this because this made me who I was and little fragments of my life that I would just never was able to really stand up and say this is who I am this is what I've done and I can't forgive myself for this come on and that's the very thing that was my reservation to go back out mm -hmm. because those triggers came mm -hmm. and it weighed on me and, and as much as I try to get deliverance as much as I try to praise and worship as much as I tried to be authentic with people. I couldn't even be authentic with myself. Right, 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 right. Man, that's that's a good point because sometimes we look for exits. We 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 look for exits. If this in, happens, then I'm gonna do this. Yes, yeah, in relationships, mm -hmm. at jobs, at churches, mm -hmm. we look for exits. Like, man, you know what, bro? Let me see it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gone. We gotta kill the exit route. We got to kill it. We got to stop allowing things to, to be that trigger, to be that trigger. And I'm, I'm glad you went there because that takes us actually into our scripture tonight. And we're actually looking at on Romans, uh, Romans chapter five, beginning in the third verse. And so you said that, um, so the things in life, let's say, let's say, anybody in here or anybody watching who's never been through anything, put your hand up. See what I'm saying? Everybody. No one is exempt yes. through the trials and the issues of life. It's up to you how you deal with them and how you go through them. Now, unfortunately, I believe if you have already formed a habit, then you've used this habit to pacify you through this rough patch or through this uh, detrimental moment in your life or through this time to where you feel as if, man, ain't nobody listening to me. Look, bro, let me be honest with you. I, uh, I've learned one thing. I don't need you to listen to me because I know God will hear me. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a living witness, man. It's been times where things have been, especially in the beginning of my walk, where it was super easy to go back. You know what I'm saying? The Spirit of God will literally come and it's crazy, man. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. So I wanted to go back a little bit to the healing piece, just a little bit, not to go backwards or anything, but I think it's so important because it just came to me. And I know for myself, what happens is, is that in places of myself that I'm not willing to heal or that mm -hmm. I don't understand need healing or I just 
don't heal. Come on. What happens is, is that those turn into my insecurities. Okay. And what I do is I will put my insecurities before me. So like a new job opportunity, a new relationship, a new mm. this. Those insecurities already went before me because they already, I've already seen them in my reality because of my past. And I can't get past my past because I can't heal from it. So anything that looks like something from my past or anything that looks like my insecurity, instead of pushing through it, I self-sabotage it. Mm. And then I go backwards because those insecurities were already met. Oh, he's looking at me funny, so that must mean that um, they really don't like me at this job. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he, he's out late, so that must mean he really is cheating on me. Mm -hmm. Oh, this, and so I put my own scenarios and things because my own un insecure things that are going on within me that I have not healed yet. Mm -hmm. And that's also true for going back to, because you fight, that's your reason to say, well, see, why do I even try? You get the same results as if you try as if you don't. Mm -hmm. So I might as well go back. Might as well go back. Lack not not healing. Right. And the perception of being healed, a lot of people would say that they heal, but they're not because we're so used to masking the hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're so used to making ourselves feel better until that particular hurt is gone, but that's only momentary. Um, but when we actually heal, when we actually heal, that's when we're actually able to let some things go. So to where, you know, um, why should I try? And these are conversations that we have sometimes in our head. Man, why should I even try to do that? Man, I ain't not did that before. I ain't never been successful in this. And so when thoughts like that, and so the word of God says, cast down every thought and imagination yes. that attempts to exalt itself above God. So the word of God says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So when the thought says, why try? You ain't never been able to do it before. Because I can do all things. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Through Christ Jesus. And people might think that that's funny or that's corny or that's green, but that's the truth. Yeah. When you begin to make those declarations and, and those declarations are being confirmed uh, from the evidence of what is what is taking place, now I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. I used to not be able to cross the street, but now I can cross the street. Right. I used to not be able to go in certain places without the atmosphere sucking me up. You know what I'm saying? But now I can go into those atmospheres yeah. and I can come out victorious. And not only do I come out victorious, I'm dragging somebody out of there with me. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so sometimes we allow the things in our past to cause us to go to go backwards, mm -hmm. but the scripture says that 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 we overcome by the blood. Verbally assassinated. You see what I'm saying, man? Like, come on, let's be real, man. I'm quite sure almost everybody in here got a mile off that. <laughs> like, boy, look, man, you should have just punched me. You feel the way you talk to me? But the word of God says in in in, in Romans chapter on um, five. I'm gonna begin in the first verse. Uh, the word of God says it says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith. I want to encourage, for these next few moments, I want to encourage somebody that may be on the verge of relapsing right now. Not only do I want to encourage those who are who have overcome and still overcoming, because it's a day-to-day -day, yes. day -day push. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I remember, man, I remember, man, like, like watching my dad um, be set free from drug abuse. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I used to have, I was like, man, how long Pop's going to stay clean? Then the next thought would be like, make this decision for the rest of his life. You feel me? And then going into my own situation, I'm like, man, how long you gonna stay clean? Like, man, I made this decision for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? But not only did I make the decision to stay clean for the rest of my life, I made a decision to serve Christ right. for the rest of my life. So the word of God says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, and so I want to encourage anybody, man, you may be on the verge of, 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 of Going back in them streets right now, you may be on the verge of a sneak drinking or sneak smoking. You get in trouble with all that sneak stuff. And with sneak drinking, sneak smoking, look, the word of God says we have been justified. So, yeah, you may be at your lowest moment right now. You know what I'm saying? You may feel like no one understands you right now, but I want to remind you that you have been justified through faith. Your faith has caused this, your faith in Christ has caused you to be justified, meaning your faith in Christ has caused you to be made right. You have been forgiven. Don't go do it so you will have to be forgiven again. Before you do it, consider the fact that, look, man, I've been forgiven. I don't want to go that route. You know what I'm saying? Says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If nothing else can sustain you in this particular moment of going backwards, understand right now you are at peace with God. Yes. 
know what I'm saying? Like, look, bro, you have, everything may not be going right in your life. You may be hurting in this area. You may be falling short in this area. People talking bad about you. They about to fire you at work. You on the verge of losing your house. Look, though, you're at peace with God. Yeah. So why do you keep pounding on that, Jay? Because I want you to press pause and accept this peace and see what that peace do. That peace will begin to work inwardly. Yeah. And that peace will begin to show you exit plans. The word of God says that whenever temptation is great, he always provides a way of escape. The scripture didn't say he won't put more on you than you can bear. Mm -hmm. The scripture says that whenever temptation is great, he provides a way of escape. Yeah. It says through him we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Bro. Before you stop smoking, you believe that you could stop smoking. Yeah. You see, is it making sense? Oh, yeah. Tony, is it making sense? You believe, before you stop doing what you was doing, you believe that you could stop doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Before you, any success in your life, before you hit that particular plateau of success, you first believe that you could be there. You could be on a mission to buy a house right now. You know what I'm saying? You, you've never had a $350,000 house right now. Before you get to that house, you got to first believe that you can get that house. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Not making it about nothing material, but it's just a, it's just a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Any form of success, any form of being set free, any form of successful relationship. You, you've never been married this long in your life. Right. But you believed that you could be. And guess where you are now? So what I'm saying is, you may be on the verge of, of dipping out right now. You may be on the verge of going to get you a zip right now. You know what I'm saying? You may be on the verge of going to get you some pills right now. You, you may be on the verge of going to meet the drug man right now. Bro, if that's not what you want to do, don't do it. Right. Stop letting those urges. And I get it, man. Those urges is all a beast. Mm -hmm. And it always starts like, man, just, just one more, one more. You know what I'm saying? But the scripture says... We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, verse 3 is where we really want to hang our hat. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Mm -hmm. Like, man, you remember what it's like when you was in the trenches? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, can you remember what it was like when you was in the trenches and how hard you fought to come out? Oh, yeah. Talk to us about that. Um, so, um, during part of my... Um time that I was on dope, I used to live under Homestead Bridge, and then I also lived um, on Lee Road and Vickery. There's a Texaco and a car wash, but there's the woods behind there. And I used to live in a tent behind those woods. And so, it was a fight every day for me just to be able just to stay alive. But then whenever I came to, and I was trying to get clean, and I was trying to get my life together, and I was trying to this, and I was trying to that, all I knew was my addictive behaviors. And so with that, you know, I knew how to get money, I knew how to hustle, I knew how to this, but I didn't, I, and all I was doing was staying clean. So my fight from getting out of the trenches was to say, I don't want my kids living in the hood. And sometimes that's hard with the background that I have. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't want to associate myself, and not that I forgot what rock I climbed out from under mm -hmm. at all, because I go back and I pull them back in with me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't want that lifestyle to stay. And it took a, a deep fight. And it, where I was weak, he was strong. Mm, that's the word. And that's what I had to remember. That mm -hmm. it's not about me. It's about him. Mm -hmm. And where he, and, and allowing him and to stop playing God in my own life and allow him to be <laughs> Hold God. on, hold on. Stop doing what in your own life? Playing God in my own life. Wow, come on, come on. Man, that's, that's the piece right there. So you remember the trenches. And you remember how hard you fought to come out of the trenches. You remember that season to where... You was all you was you was fighting just to stay clean. You know what I'm saying? Because at that particular point, you still wasn't a good steward. Right. You didn't know how to steward your finances. You you could you could hustle like crazy, but you didn't know how to how to distribute the bread. You know what I'm right. saying? To make it come back. You feel me? All you knew was that I get it, I spend it, I go get it again. Right. You feel me? You didn't know how to steward your time. You know what I'm saying? You didn't know how to steward the wisdom you had, the knowledge that you had. All you had was survival skills at yes. this particular moment, right? But the scripture says, not only so, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering. So I just want people to re recall, man, you remember when you were struggling? You remember when you was going through it, bro? You going through it was for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? You going through it was for a reason. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Mm -hmm. Because I suffer. Even Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Suffering produces perseverance. Yes. We have to understand. So you may be going through some things right now. Remember where you came from. Man, just reflect. Bro. I don't care if you only been clean for an hour. Look back over that hour and ask yourself, how did it feel for that 60 minutes of cleaning? Yep. Well, man, ask God to strengthen you for the next 60 minutes, bro. Stop looking so far down that road. Right. You know what I'm saying? You made it through an hour. Ask God for the strength for the next hour. Yep. You make it through that hour, ask God for the strength. And if you got to bust it down like that, do, do that. The scripture says that because we know that the suffering, that suffering produces perseverance. The ability to go through, the ability to stay, and the ability to keep fighting. You know what I'm saying? So the things that you're suffering is producing perseverance. The things that you're going through is producing the ability. The things that you're going through is giving you the fight that you need yes. for the next moment. Yes. So look, embrace what you got to go through. You know what I'm saying? But understand, not only do I have to go through it, I have to go through it in a sober mind. Right. Because it's, the suffering produces perseverance and the perseverance produces character. You see what I'm saying? So the things that you're able to stand and fight through, people are going to begin to see how you fighting through right. it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that character right there. Yeah. How you doing it? How you going what through you it? you doing behind closed doors when nobody's looking. Come on, come on. I told, I said this with somebody just today. I say, I don't have to, I say, oh, how, did, how did I say it with him? I say, I don't, I don't curse in public because I don't curse behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? I don't drink in public because I don't drink behind closed doors. Whatever you're doing behind closed doors, it's only a matter of time before we come right. from behind that door. Yeah. You're going to get caught slipping at some particular point, right? So get this here, guys. The things that we suffer produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Yes. So I'm walking upright now. The hope that I have is beyond in Christ. I have the hope that I can reach somebody else. Yeah. So for that person that I can't just hold a conversation with, I'm going to let my character hold that conversation for him. Yes. Like, man, I knew what he was on. You feel me? And he been good, man. How did you do it? The same way the young lady asked me what program he in. Right. You see what I'm saying? Understand he said, and hope does not put us to shame. Yes. Man, my hope in Jesus. Jesus is my hope. Yes, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it won't be put to shame. So I know some people, man, that they'll stop smoking dope for a couple of weeks and then they get on that old high horse and get to talking crazy about people and stuff and then you look at them again and they back on it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's, that's not that's not it, Pops. You feel me? Like, you, keep, you just praise God or keep doing whatever you was doing for the last two weeks to stay clean. You just keep doing that. Right. Don't worry about what they doing. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But you just make sure you remember when you was there. Right. Because the same place that they are, the same place that you came from, bro, you can easily go back to that part. You see what I'm saying? So don't get it twisted. Don't think that you're doing it. But guess what? A person without a spiritual foundation will right. get cocky without a shadow of a doubt. And God knows how to humble you real well. Come on here. And the word of God says that, this is the word. He says, when the evil spirit is cleansed from your house, he goes off and he travels for several days looking for somewhere to reside. And when he finds nowhere to reside, he says, I'm going to go back to my house. And um, if you and when he finds you clean, <laughs> he says he's going to try to come back in. And if you let him back in, he's going to get seven other spirits worse than himself to come and dwell in that house with you. They about to have a house party. If you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't let it back in. Right. Because if you let it back in, the scripture says you're going to be worse off than you were before you got clean. You can't let it in. So what I'm saying is, man, as we celebrate Red Ribbon Week, man, understand, man, if you have overcome, share your testimony. Yeah. Share your testimony, man. Uh, let people know what you did, how you did it, you know what I'm saying, how you still doing it, you know what I'm saying. The scripture says that hope does not put us to shame because God loves God's love has been poured out into our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So, in essence, what I'm saying is, listen, man, listen, I'm not trying to bother thump nobody, but I'm telling you, bro, sobriety, and and it's, 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 it's I'm, I'm saying it, I'm saying it, I'm not saying it verbatim as, as, as Pastor Henry stated it, but sobriety doesn't work without salvation. You see what I'm saying? Because you can say how you power all you want, but at some point in your life, you're going to have to identify that higher power. Either that higher power is going to be God and Christ, or that higher power is going to be you. Period. You're going to think you're doing it. You're going to think that it's your strong will that's keeping you from going back. No, bro. It's his spirit. Because his spirit has been poured out into our hearts. Uh, he has been, his love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Right. So, in this journey, in this journey of sobriety, we're going to close on this note. In this journey of sobriety, how important is it to be led by the Spirit of God oh, in your journey? It's everything because I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for God in me. I would still maybe be on the end of a crap pipe dead or in jail. Come on, man. And so, what advice would you give to that person who may say, I don't have to go through God to be clean. I don't have to go through God to stay clean. I don't have to go through God um, to stop smoking. What would you say? Um, I kind of people a different way. I kind of meet people on the level that they're at. Mm -hmm. And after sharing my testimony, after sharing who I am and stuff, they want what I have. Okay. And that's how I am able to bring people in to even give them the idea because maybe they've been hurt and they blame God for some stuff in their lives. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to trigger them like that but at the same time meet me in not who I am who he is in me they're able to see that and then they want what what, what it is that I have so that's how I'm able to minister to them on that level of, well this is what it took for me to get here mm -hmm. and this is what it looks like and this is and I can help you through this process okay okay that, that makes that's wisdom that makes absolute sense because you know um sometimes you know um when I give my testimony to, to young people or to people that are still in the streets, you know, I give my testimony and like, look, bro, I'm not passing judgment on nobody because, you know, you honestly believe you're doing what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this is an escape for you, but I can tell you, bro, just off the strength of creation, bro, you didn't create yourself. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're still on that higher power level, you feel me? A higher power created you. You see what I'm saying? So now let me help you identify that higher power. You feel me? So I mean, I get it and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, Red Ribbon Week, man, is to celebrate those who've been walking in sobriety, those who have overcome and those who are still overcoming. You guys have been tuned in to the TKHS. Our guest tonight is uh, Sister Christine Hollis. And we've been talking about the importance of um, recovery as well as celebrating Red Ribbon Week that kicks off October 23rd. Uh, man, hey, if, you, if you've been clean, bro, keep pushing. If you want to be clean, remember this. If you want to be clean, you have to start somewhere. All right? You have to start somewhere. Somewhere. So before we get out of here, man, we're going to have the final remarks coming from, uh, well, before she had the final remarks, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors and supporters, Miss Mamie Sweet Treats, All Creek Construction. When you want it done right, get All Creek on site. Um, the Kingdom Life Central, uh, South and North Campuses, uh, man, Destiny Shine Records, everybody that supported, we just thank you and we bless you. Our final words will come from uh, Sister Christine Holly. Um, I just want to first of all thank you for this opportunity um, and I don't want to leave y'all here without any resources if you are trying to get clean if you're on the verge of relapse or you don't know what the next thing is if you need help I have the resources to help you on in every department any field um, in, no matter what your drug of choice is or whatever your addiction is please feel free to call me at 501 505-0264. I have resources for you to get you right where you need to be. Amen. You guys have been tuned in to the TKHS. This has been our time. We're going to ask uh, Lady T if she would um, get ready to prepare herself uh, for the ending of the broadcast. Um, but once again, huge salute. See you guys next week. And hey, before you go, 
Before you go, if you have not followed the Kingdom I Will Show on Facebook, to type in your search, The Kingdom I Will Show. It'll come up. If you haven't followed us on IG, it's The Kingdom I Will Show. It'll come up. Uh, Podbean.com, www.thekingdomhour.podbean.com. Find us on YouTube at The Kingdom I Will Show. Uh, follow us, like, subscribe, share. And if this content blesses you guys, please, please share it with someone else, man. Please share it with someone else. We, If you would like to um, sow into the kingdom, I will sow. You can do so at um, Dollar Sign Kingdom Life Central. Uh, that helps us with, uh, with with bringing in other guests. That helps us with various things, you know. Uh, it helps us with activities yes. and programs that's soon to be initiated. Yeah. Uh, and we'll give you guys more detail on that. So if you are being blessed, man, please share it, like it, subscribe to it. And hey, we just say thank you, you salutes, peace, and blessings.